All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager over at So Called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. My co-host is AJ Applegarth. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. Never fails, man. This music goes on forever. I don't know how to get it to stop on time. There should be there a stop goes. button. Yeah, there is. And I press it and it sits there and waits <laughs> for an extra 20 seconds. It's pretty awesome. So, anyway, the one night it worked was the night that you weren't on. Go figure. Um, I see. Anyway. Are we yeah, so we're you're... three weeks in with this music now? Two. No, I meant, like, the music in general. Like, it doesn't matter what music I use. It just, it always does that, where it sits there and hangs uh, for, like, 20 seconds. I'm sure got it. people are sick got and tired it. of hearing about it because I bring it up every show. So I'm going to try and stop talking about it as much as possible, but it annoys me every single day. So there you go. Anyway, man. Hey, hey, uh, hey, the rants, the rants are my thing, okay? Don't, <laughs> don't steal my thunder. Dude, I'm definitely stealing your thunder. Remember your rant about the bad driver? I had some guy tailgating me and tried to pass me on a lane that wasn't passable. Um, and so I, I cut him off and then promptly decided to give him the um, the bird. And, uh, yeah, as I made a left, I came to a complete stop, even though I didn't have to. And then when he passed me, he called me the F word and not the F word that is associated with um, getting it on the other one. Fantasy, fantasy football. Oh, what? yes. <laughs> yes. He probably rolled I need to step into the uh, millennial century here. Yes. Uh, that's not tolerated um, not anymore. Quite possible. I would have turned my car around and followed him. Yes. <laughs> I was not happy. So I'm ready to talk some sports and just have some fun. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I had a, uh, I, I do have a rant for tonight, so let's, let's save a couple minutes for it. It's, yeah, it's it man. goes, it goes along and it's not the topic that we have written. I think we should just talk about that as its own thing. Another time. Um, That's fine. We can do well, that no, another can, time. No, no, I think whatever. We, oh, if we don't have time tonight, we'll, we'll, we'll try to fit it in. I don't think it could be that long of a conversation. Anyway. Okay. We'll, we'll figure so let's it out. Get into we'll, it uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out tonight. Anyway. So the, the main thing tonight for all the listeners is AJ and I are going to have a little fun here and go back and forth a little, a little game. And we're going to, do some ADP analysis, some average draft position analysis. Um, you, you see guys all across the board going at different ADPs, um, and Fantasy Pros is awesome enough to take a bunch of sites, Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, um, I think their own, so the Draft Wizard, and then Fantrax, NFL, and I think that's fantasy football championships. So kind of like NFBC. So for the baseball championships, it's the fantasy football championships one. Um, so they take all those different ADPs and average them together and make an average ADP list. So we're going to go down the, the, down the list and we have not discussed who we're going to bring up. In fact, I don't even know who I'm going to bring up to AJ yet. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know who he's, who he's going to pick for me yet. Uh, not a clue. Yeah, not a clue. Out. 
We're just going to pick a number, one through, do you want to say 200? And we'll just, yeah, yeah, we'll just, we'll just pick numbers out and we'll tell the other person to, we'll do a little bit of analysis on them, on the player, and then just quickly state if their ADP seems too high, too low, or if it's kind of right where you expected it to be. Um, Let's go with, uh, yeah, okay. I've, we'll, we'll stick with that. I've got, I'm just, I just scrolled way down to 200 just to see who was there. And then there's a couple of guys after that that, that I kind of want to bring up after the fact. So, but we'll we'll go through this first, and then and then we'll hit on that. All right. So why don't why don't you go first? You go ahead and and ask me, give me a number, and then tell me who the player is. Well, we might as well start with you know since this is our first pick. And it's you know like the first grade mentality that adults carry on. We might as well just start with number sixty nine. Ah, of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. Tyler America. Tyler uh-huh. Eifert. Interesting. That's a very interesting <laughs> one, actually. Tight That's, end that number is seven. Oh, so just to let everybody know, I am using standard league ADP. Um, uh, I believe where do we? That oh, okay. It does. It's default by standard. So I'm using All default right, cool. standard scoring. I know. I know PPR is still is is the. I don't know, like the consensus, the majority of the leagues out there. But I still feel like standard is kind of what you have to go by when you do a lot of these things. Um, standard so anyway, is I, like the OG league while PPR is the hipster big beard league. That's, that's what I just came up with. You're welcome. Hmm. I don't know. But, any I, but I actually that. like PPR and I don't really like <laughs> hipsters. So. I was like, wait a minute. What? I don't think I fall in that category, <laughs> but okay. Um, anyway, this show has gotten off to an awesome start. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Um, Entertainment, people. Entertainment. So, <laughs> Tune in if you haven't yet. Yeah, right. Anyway, Tyler Eifert. Let's get to let's get to the show for real. Tyler Eifert. Um, this guy has. He was a monster last year. Um, was the number. I don't have any of my stuff up. I literally got online. 13 seconds before the show started. So I have nothing pulled up. I got up on before you did. I had yeah, apparently you did. <laughs> oh, great. Good, good, for, good for you. You're on time for once. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, this guy was, was quite the, the monster last year when it came to uh, fantasy football. Um, his, his, his season last year um, – kind of took a lot of people by surprise. I know he was going really, really late. I don't know what his ADP was last year, but um, it, it, it was fairly late. You could get him basically for free in, in most leagues, um, if not off the waiver wire in some leagues. And, of course, you know, he he's had a couple of seasons where he's been injured, and this season is now no different. Um, 
I forget exactly what his injury was. It happened so long ago now that I've kind of forgotten what the injury is that he's dealing with. Ankle. Um, something something with his ankle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there was talk early on that, you know, he was going to go on the pup list possibly, which means he's out eight weeks, seven weeks, something like that. Um, but I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, that said, we're still not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. In fact, there's pretty good reasons to believe that he's not going to be ready for week one. Um, still, when, when he's on the field, I mean, we're talking about a team that has lost Marvin Jones and they've lost their other receiver too, um, Muhammad Sanu. And so now they're now they're left with AJ Green, which is why everybody loves AJ Green so much this year. He's the only target on that team when Eifert's hurt. Uh, you got Tyler Boyd, who's a rookie, and Brandon LaFell, who is a head case and doesn't seem to be able to ever turn in consistent seasons. Um, so Tyler Eifert, if he can actually get on the field, is going to be better than a tight end seven when he's on the field. Uh, the problem is, is when is that going to be? So to me, this is actually a little high for him. Uh, I would not be drafting him as high as, as, as they do. Um, my overall for him, I do have him listed as my tight end seven, but I do, I have him listed around the 75, 80 range for, for overall ADP. And that's actually projecting him to play like week two, week three, maybe like if it turns out that he's going to fall even farther than that, then it's my, the stock on him to me is just going to sink completely and you're not going to want to touch him. So um, that's, that's my take on Tyler Eifert. Yeah. I, I kind of kind of agree with that. I mean, I'm pretty much staying away from him regardless. Um, yeah, he had a nice season last year for sure, uh, you know, pre-injury. But you know, the ankle is kind of a funky thing, and you know, he's he's been sidelined for it for quite a while. I mean, the entire off season, and now into this season. So, um, I just don't think the risk is is worth the reward when there's other guys lower down that I think will be just as productive, if not more productive, um, you know, on a, on a per game average basis. Uh, I mean, the, the guys going right around him, um, Fleener Barnage is going around and a half after him. Julius Thomas, a good two, three rounds after him. Uh, Walker's a little bit ahead of him. Kelsey's a little bit ahead of him. You know, those guys, I mean, honestly, I'm not really going after any of those guys. Uh, I just think they're all going too early. We've talked about this before. I wait on tight ends. Uh, mostly, unless somebody like Gronk falls to, like, the third round randomly. Like, okay, then I'll take it. Uh, if Olsen falls to, like, the sixth round, okay, maybe I'll take it then. Like, if there's value to be had with a tight end, kind of like a quarterback, like if Aaron Rodgers falls to the fifth round or something like that, like, okay, I'll take Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round, but I'm not taking him in the third. I want somebody else there because there's somebody else later in the tenth round that I can take who's going to be good enough to keep me going on that position. And you know, I'm still able to draft my stud receiver or running back in the third round. 
Um, when Eifert's on the field, though, I mean, he's he's top. I mean, he's top notch. Um, I, I was trying to figure out the uh, not rankings. I'm trying to look up the the point total from last year. So, and and I and I'm for some reason not figuring out what to search for to to, to look it up. But um, I know he was. What was he? Was he like a top four tight end last year? Top three. He was, he was pretty yeah. good. Oh, he's really top, good. Top six. I mean, and he missed eight. one. And he, well, he missed one, two, three. He missed three games last year, four games last year. Uh, so, you know, and he still finished the number six, and that was an early PPR. That's what I happened to be looking up, look him up as. But um, so when he's on the field, he's he's top notch, but it's, it's obviously at this point, it's, you just don't know when he's going to be on the field. So that's, that's what you have to deal with. Um, His per game average was third last year for, for tight ends, but his point total was six because he missed three games. So there you go. All right. Let me, let me pick one for you. So I'm just going to scroll my mouse and we're going to go with number 87. 87. All right. Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree. Listed as wide receiver 36 at number 87. That's, That's a lot of receivers off the board in the first 87 picks. Um, it is. I mean, I I do like Crabtree this year. Um, he had he had a nice little patch of games last year. I feel like, um, and put together some some solid outings. Um, I, I remember just watching some of his stuff in. Um, in daily leagues. Um, I mean, he was just consistent, you know, he, he always had, you know, anywhere from four to, to six or seven receptions a game. Uh, he, he only had 300 yard games and, you know, only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine touchdowns. Isn't, isn't horrible. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of touchdowns. That definitely helped. Especially for, a, a number 36 receiver, you know, in the the pool there. So that's a lot of production touchdown-wise. Um, and that's really what kind of kept his value where, where it was. I think that's a little low, personally. I, I would like to see him bumped up a little bit, maybe, you know, an additional six to eight spots. Um, just looking at, at some of the guys ahead of him, you got Deshaun Jackson um, is, is two spots ahead of him there. Devontae Parker, no thanks. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett could could have a good season. Um, but then you're going all the way up to, like, Alan Hearns at 74. So, I mean, I, I definitely like him better than, than Jackson, Parker, and probably Lockett. Um, but – 
you know, you got to just see what what he uh, what he can do this year. I think he's definitely going to put up numbers. I don't know if I see the nine touchdowns again. Um, I I'd probably see him more in maybe the seven range, you know, six to seven. Um, but Carr is a solid quarterback. You know, it's another year in the system, another year, you know, getting familiar with everything. And, and, you know, he's got Crabtree and Cooper are his two guys. You know, they really don't have a standout um, tight end on that team. I mean, Michael Rivera, meh. I mean, he's not, not anything to write home about. Uh, so Oakland's kind of the team that's going to be behind in games. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, Latavius Murray, you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he could be kind of a sleeper running back and and be a decent late-round guy, but I think they're going to be throwing the ball again, and Crabtree's going to benefit. So we'll see what happens. But I I, I like him better than, than where he's at right now. Yeah, I I do too actually. I've got him ranked uh I've got him ranked as the number 29 receiver in standard leagues cuz he doesn't catch he he actually falls in PPR for me, but in standard leagues he's he's pretty good because he doesn't catch a ton of passes. Uh I mean, you <clears throat> he caught he caught 85 last year, but that was a, you know, that tied his season high, but I mean, that's PPR, I mean, he he was the guy, Crab Cooper still was there, but Crabtree was kind of the more consistent guy in Oakland, and, and you saw that last year. I think his stats, like you said, are going to fall a little bit this year. Um, but he, he's still a really good touchdown threat there. So it's um, – I, I do like him a little bit in standard leagues. And so, yeah, I I, I pretty much agree with you all around there with what you said on Crabtree. Yeah, I mean, he he had just under 1,000 yards, you know, at, at 922, and that's on 146 targets. That, that's a lot of targets. So, it like is. I said, I mean, between him and, and Cooper, you know, they had 276 targets between them. Uh, and the next receiver had 55, you know, at least that's on the, on the roster right now, I'm guessing. Um you know, I, I do think that he's still going to be a red zone threat, and, and he's going to be that, that safety net, the veteran presence, you know, that Carr is comfortable with. You know, Cooper is, is a good receiver, but he's he's still young. He's still got, you know, he's still got to learn some more. Um, and, and I just think that if you're going to rely on somebody, why why not go with the veteran guy? So... I like uh, I like Crabtree this year. All right. All right. What else we got? So let's uh, let's dip down a little bit here and go into one hundred and thirty. One thirty, nice round number there. Travis yeah. Benjamin, San Diego, Mister mm. Big Play. Um, yeah, I, Benjamin had what four good games last year. I mean, 
I couldn't even tell you how many good games he had because I just don't care. I hate these boomer bust guys. Um, he, he had five touchdowns in the first three weeks. Five. Uh, one was that huge three touchdown game off of three receptions, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just well, you can't rely on He only had two touchdowns receiving, though. One might have been running. Or a kick. Uh, maybe. It doesn't, yeah. Well, well yeah. Right. Fantasy Pros doesn't not specify. So, yes, you might be right there. I did not look that up. Yeah, so, I'm looking at ESPN's. Um, you know, ranking thing with with it there. He had a 60-yard pass. He had a 78-yard punt return. And then okay. a 50-yard pass. Okay, so, so still. Two yeah, long so, okay. bomb passes. Yeah, so two but I think that's the point you're gonna passes. Make. And, yeah, so uh, moving to San Diego, he's obviously with a better quarterback. I mean, I think we all like Phillip Rivers a lot more than we do RG3. Or why am I blanking on the backup there? Um, the backup quarterback for the Browns. Um, uh, Hoyer, maybe? I don't know. McCown. That's what oh, I'm yeah. getting because it's McCown. Um, yeah, so, I mean – we got to think that, you know, Rivers is better than both of those guys, more consistent. But there's a – despite there being a sense that there's not a lot of weapons in San Diego, there's more weapons in San Diego than there was in Cleveland last year. Uh, I mean, you're talking – you still got Keenan Allen, still got Antonio Gates, still got Melvin Gordon, still got Danny Woodhead. Now they lost Stevie Johnson. Um I mean, Travis Benjamin to me is kind of like a poor man's um, Deshaun Jackson. Like, I don't like Deshaun Jackson for the same reason I don't like Travis Benjamin, and he's boomer bust. You never know when to start this guy. And in PPR, he is almost utterly worthless because he'll catch two passes for 20 yards. If he does not get you a touchdown in one of those long plays – He's not good. Um, his ADP at 130 is, you know, that's – it's to me, it's it's a little too high. Um, you know, you're talking 11th round. I just – I mean, I know, I know down there you're not, you're not getting anything that's – that you're banking on, but I still just don't like him. Uh, I'm I'm not going after him at that point. So it's uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of Travis Benjamin. I think it's I think it's a little too high of a ranking for me. I I think the ranking is is probably pretty on. Um, I don't think it's necessarily too high. I, I look at these first three weeks. And and like you said, week two against Tennessee was a huge breakout game. And everybody ran to the waiver wire because after week one, he had 89 yards and a touchdown, um, but only three receptions. So after week two, everyone's like, oh, man, this is the real deal here. I think he's a good depth guy, and I think 
you know, if you're already have your receiving core rounded out with, I'd say, at least four guys, if not five, and you're just looking for the scraps at that point, you know, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to taking a flyer on him if I'm already happy with my receiving core. Because he's the kind of guy that if he has that nice start to the season and people kind of look back and think, oh, well, yeah, he started pretty well last year and, and he finished out, you know, pretty, you know, somewhat decently. Um, the five touchdowns is, I mean, he only had, yeah, he had four of them receiving in the first three games. And then he didn't have another touchdown until week 12 against right. Baltimore. Um, and that's my concern. Now, I mean, of course, like, yeah, Cleveland's quarterbacks were just terrible last year. So, I mean, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely had, uh, you know, issues with being on, on the, you know, the same side as a, as a crappy quarterback. Um you know, or or inconsistent quarterback. I don't want to necessarily call him crappy, but um, so I think I think that hurts him. But I, I do think people are going to look at this move to San Diego and think all they do is throw the ball there. Philip Rivers is just an animal at throwing the ball, and I, I do think he's got more upside. Uh, like I said, I think he's probably pretty close to where he should be. I mean, potentially, I'd, I'd even move him up a, a, a couple of spots. Not not too far, but um, you know, maybe maybe four or five spots. Uh, just for that potential depth that he can bring and, and having you know, a potential top ten quarterback if he stays healthy and you know, keeps keeps the interceptions down. I could see Rivers getting in there again, but um, he's going to Keenan Allen first and foremost. We, we know that. If Allen's 100% healthy, he's the go-to guy. He's his favorite target. Yeah, well, next to Antonio Gates. Gates is still there. He's another year older and probably another foot injury six games out uh, again this year. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that down on Benjamin. I kind of like him, actually. You know, it's weird. The more, the more I'm looking at it now, like, I just immediately saw his name and thought I don't like him. But I did not realize, actually, his ADP was as low as it was. I actually have him higher than the ADP. It's what it is, is I have, I have him ranked kind of in the middle to the bottom middle of all the expert rankings. So I'm kind of, like, in between on him. So I've never okay. looked at his ADP and compared it with my ranking. I'm actually above his ADP for my rankings. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I've just never, I've just never, I sh- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I did, cause I don't like him. Like I took him from like, cause what fantasy pros does is they, they, they give you like a starting point when you first do your rankings back in like, you know, I started these in like May and, and I immediately took Travis Benjamin and like shoved him down the list because he was ranked like way up there. And I guess everything's kind of balanced out since then. And, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, adjusted mainly the same way I've been adjusting it. Some way more, like I see some people have him ranked like the, the number 70 rec- uh, receiver, which I think is kind of crazy. Uh, but um, I, I, 
I still don't really like him. Like, I'm not going to target him. I'm going to probably just adjust my draft so I don't have to face that little group of receivers that go where he goes because I don't really like any of them. Um, I just kind of want to throw that out there in case somebody looks at my rankings later and goes, the hell are you talking about, Joe? You've you've got him ranked number 46 receiver. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> so need to needed to correct myself there real quick. Anyway, um, let's move on to another player here. I'll give you – I almost gave you Carlos Williams. That would have been a bad one because his ADP is still inflated from earlier in the season. So let's do – let's do somebody a little bit higher up so we're talking about some, some better players here. Let's do – oh, we've talked about him. You know what? Let's do number 34, T.Y. Hilton. You there? Hey, yeah, sorry. <laughs> my phone, uh, I hit mute on my phone by accident. Oh, okay. Um, I was saying, I, I, I was just scrolling, like, up and down the, the numbers here, and I was thinking, you know, when I stopped to go back down, I, I saw 31 on my thing, and I was like, oh, maybe he's going to go with Deshaun, or I'm sorry, Demarius Thomas. Um, but, no, T.Y. Hilton. All right. Wide receiver, 17. Uh, I think that's probably a, a little high. Um, I do like Hilton's upside, um, but I, I just don't know. you, you got to figure out what Andrew Luck's going to be doing this year. Um, I do think he's going to come back and he's going to play well. He's He seems like he's got, you know, a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove something after last year and and how poorly he, he really played. And uh, I know he was injured for a lot of the season too. But even before the injury, he just was not very good. So – it's tough to, to, you know, really blame Hilton for that, but it's kind of the same thing we were talking about with Benjamin as far as, you know, having inconsistent quarterback play. Um, you know, Indianapolis was really the the definition of that last year when you had Luck playing as badly as he did through the first half of the season missed a couple games early on in four weeks four and five divisional games too so they're important games but uh, I mean he just I, I just don't I'm not really buying into to Hilton that much this year um, I know we've talked about Moncrief a lot uh, and I think he could definitely come up and and snag a lot of targets from Hilton Um you know, Hilton had 135 targets to Moncrief's 105, uh, and, and Moncrief had one more touchdown, but nearly 400 less yards. So they both had about the same receptions, though. 69 for Hilton, 64 for for Moncrief. I, I think I see 
Hilton's numbers probably staying the same. The yardage should still be there. Um, maybe get an uptick if, if Luck stays healthy all year. Um, but but I definitely see Moncrief's yardage going up. I, I think he's going to be up over 1,000 yards this year. So it, it's going to be more of a, of a balanced receiver attack, I think, um, overall. But I, I would probably slide Hilton down a few spots personally. I, I see him more as like a, a wide receiver, 21, 22 maybe, if the touchdowns aren't going to be there. I'm going to have to highly disagree with you there. Uh, I, I love this indie offense this year in the passing game. I mean, come on, they're still relying on Frank Gore. I mean, how much more does this guy left in the tank? Their backups are not good. Uh, this is going to be a passing team all year long. Andrew Luck, you know, you just – Got to assume he's going to go back to the way, you know, he played before. You know, he's a top-notch quarterback. Um, I, I like Hilton a lot. And obviously he gets a little bit more of a boost in PPR leagues. But in standard leagues, he's still I, – I think he's still inching closer to a round two type player than a round th- – like a mid to late round three player like he is uh, listed here. Um, I, I just – I just don't understand why he's ranked. He's ranked so low. Uh, he he's gonna get the targets. I do like Moncrief too. I even like I even like Dorsett a little bit there. Um, I like Dwayne Allen. I like everybody from that Colts passing offense because I think that's all they're gonna be able to do. Their defense still isn't gonna be any good. They're just gonna have to chuck it around in order to win. Um, so yeah, I think I think Hilton's ADP is a little low, and I think this is a guy that that you can definitely take advantage of his ADP being a little low. In the second round, though, you're looking, you're already looking for Hilton. You're jumping up that Absol- high to get him. Absolutely. If I'm at the turn, yeah. I will take a Hilton. Depending on who's there, obviously, but I will, well, I will yeah. grab Hilton if he's, you know, if there's a crop of, of receivers there that I'm looking at, he's definitely going to be one that I'm considering. I mean, if you look back at, at his his stats, he's had, you know, pretty much 130 or more targets the last three years. He's been over 1,000 yards the last three years. Um, his average was pretty much dead on from last year and, and 2014. Um he did have two more touchdowns in 14 and, and um, 14 was his best season with, you know, 130 targets isn't his best, but 1,345 yards is very solid production and, and only in 15 games. Um, but he had three fumbles, only one of them lost. So that, that doesn't kill you. But I, I just don't, I think I I do agree that it will be more of a passing offense because Frank Gore is Frank Gore, but he's still a solid running back. I, I don't care what you say about the guy. He he's a ground and pound guy. He's one of the very few running backs that you can just flat out say this is the guy who has the job and he's going to produce. Um, he had a bit of a down year last year, but that's the first time in, what, 10 years, I think. Frank Gore is the guy that he just sits there, and then you're like, ah, all right, fine, I'm going to take this guy. 
And and you just don't you, you <laughs> like despise thirty three. You despise the pick, but then he just produces, and you're like, all right, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. And, and he just he just proves the, the haters wrong every year. Um, so I I don't I do think it's going to be more of a pass first offense, but I don't think that they're just going to completely like go away from Frank Gore. Um, I, I mean, Frank he Gore... wants to prove that he can still do it. Look, Frank Gore, I'll give him a little credit. He was the 12th-ranked running back last year in standard. Granted, that was also with all the running back injuries we had, all those crazy injuries we had. Um, yeah. So keep that in mind when you when you hear that. He still only averaged – I mean, this is okay, but he averaged 10 points a game. Where you can get him, that's phenomenal. Um, but – they clearly were not relying on this guy to do that much. And he got 260 carries last year, probably because luck did get hurt with luck healthy. They're not running the ball that often with Frank Gore. Um, and he's 33 They're They need to cut back his workload. Um, his yards but per I carry dropped to 3.7. They have to, dude. Um, yeah, but that's the first the first time in his career that he was below four points or he's yeah, an, an average 30, of four yards a carry. Thirty three, dude. You have I guess to running lower backs his are workload. worthless after thirty. So he was he's in his thirty three thirty third year, I guess, uh will be this season. May fourteenth, yeah. So, I mean, he was he was still almost at a thousand yards. Granted, I, I see the point. They had to, you know, have more balance because of not having luck. But I still think he's a thousand yard back. I think he's going to break a thousand again this year. He's going to get the yardage average back up above four. I mean, I could see him sitting at. at, at Easily four one four two. I mean, not he's not going to be at a four nine. He was at two thousand nine, or the five four in his second year. But it, it does come down to the carries. I mean, and this guy's as durable as they come. I mean, he's played in every game in the last one, two, three, four, five years. So, hey, I didn't say I didn't say anything about his durability. I just think his legs no, are going to give out eventually. I mean, this is a large workload. That's why you don't. Hey, he's he's special. I'll give him all the credit in the world, man. But to, to be able to I, do I what he can do at this age, a workload though. He's he's barely topped like 260 carries that he had last year or attempts was not really that far off. You know that that was one of his higher workloads. He yeah, has been doing again it his second year for ten years, three hundred and twelve, and then two sixty, two forty, two twenty nine, two hundred three. Those were, were years where he didn't play all games, but right. his biggest workload was in two thousand eleven at two eighty two. So if he stays around the two two fifty to two sixty range again, which it sounds like to me you're saying he's not going to. I, I think that, that he has to for that offense, even with the pass-first mentality that they're going to be in, 
they're going to get to a point where, you know, if, if luck is healthy and is on, they're going to play and be ahead in games. So they're going to have some garbage time running that they're going to need to do. And granted, they may pull Gore at that point too. But if, they're, if their defense is still going to suck, they're going to be, you know, giving up points as they're putting them up. So I, I, overall, we're we're kind of off of Ty Hilton now, but and, and yeah. more of an indie thing. But I, I, I think <laughs> That's fine. I think overall their offense is going to be good. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I do like Gore this year. I think having Andrew Luck healthy is actually going to benefit him more than than hurt him. Let's move on. Though. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I like him. I'm going. I'm going all in on on. Uh... On them, depending depending on who's there. I mean, I, I definitely yeah. want a lot of receivers early if I can this year. So, anyway, one last All one right. to me, and then we'll move on to the rest of the show here. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one to me. I, I I don't I don't want to go too far north because you know we all know the good players are are going to be good. Um, I'm going to go with number. 44, Mr. Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Um, Wide receiver 20. Yeah. I have just recently, when when I was first thinking about Kelvin Benjamin to start the year, I was thinking, all right, Cam has figured it out. He's elite quarterback now. Kelvin Benjamin is big time targets coming back. I'm all for it. I am all on Calvin Benjamin's train. Then I don't, I started looking at him more and back in his rookie year, you know, he only caught 50% of his passes and something just doesn't feel right with Calvin Benjamin this year. And then you start reading, well, and, and you also look back at his rookie season and, you know, he was, he was a what a top 20 guy or something like that and I mean I think one of the big reasons for that was was the fact that he caught so many touchdowns and I think it was 10 and um you know I'm nine nine okay so I was close um I just think with with him, I, I worry that he, you know, he drops a lot of passes. You know, he he was kind of the only target there back then, uh, minus Olsen. And you know, Cam has obviously realized you know spreading out the ball is a big is a big part of his game, and he can do it, and just. Then you hear things out of camp that Benjamin's not really in shape. You know, they're they're hoping to get him up to like 30 to 35 snaps by the end of preseason. That doesn't sound like somebody who's going to really be ready 100% by game one. Funches is having an amazing season, preseason apparently. Uh, for whatever that means, I know it's coach speak, but for whatever that means, you know, Funches is now sliding up a lot of people's boards, mine included. Um, I'm kind of down on Benjamin right now, and I think this ADP is a little too inflated at its current 
uh, at its current position of, of 44. Um, I, I do have him all the way down. Uh, I just had him pull up. Where did he go? Um, I have him down at overall in my rankings. I've got him down all the way to 63. So I've dropped him quite a bit. Basically, meaning I'm not meaning I'm not taking I'm not getting Calvin Benjamin. Uh, not not if you have him ranked at 63. Yeah. No. Um, so and I, I'm I mean, okay I, with that, honestly. I, I have one question for you though. Do you hate money? Because <laughs> all you're doing is just eating on them Benjamins tonight, and I did not purposely uh, pick both of them, but uh, uh, that was just the coincidence. But I mean, I I hear what you're saying. I I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with all of it. I mean, yes. His, okay, his rookie season was a standout season. All right, tell um, me, tell me this. As a rookie, well, then he tore his ACL, so he has. That's all you have to go on with him. Tell me this. Yes. Would you rather have Decker, Golden Tate, Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald is technically going before 63? Um, although I don't think I agree with that either. Moncrief is right at 65. You know, would you rather have any of those guys? Macklin is right behind him. Uh, the guy, you know, Baldwin's there. Landry is there. Landry, I like Baldwin. I'm taking all of those guys, except for maybe Larry Fitzgerald over Kelvin Benjamin. All of them. I I would take, out of all of those guys, I would take Golden Tate probably first. Uh, I mean, I love Landry, but I... I kind of like Landry. I kind of like Floyd. I'm really high on Floyd. All of the, So that's why, like, I started looking at it, and I'm going, why is he ahead of all of these guys? That That's Who, a lot of guys to be ahead of. On, yeah, on so I dropped him significantly. And 50% catch rate, and, like, most yeah. drops, tied for most drops in the NFL his rookie year. Yeah, he's not a rookie anymore, but... He's he's a sophomore who or he's a he's a junior who had to take off a year, so he's gonna be rusty. Like I think it's gonna be a little bit worse of a season than everybody's expecting it. Everybody's expecting really, really big things out of him. I'm really afraid it's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. And it's actually I think going to hurt Cam Newton's numbers a little bit too. His efficiency was a huge reason why he was good last year. And it's just with Benjamin not Helping that efficiency, I think it's going to hurt him. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I, I do like Benjamin this year. I think that Cam was more forced to either put it on himself or or just try to pass it around, um, you know, and, and find somebody to do it. I mean, Ted Ginn Jr. had – like a career year last year, I feel like. Um, of course. Because he yeah. just blew up in a couple of games. I mean, but those are games that could have been Benjamin's easily. I mean, if he if he's making the catches. I do get that that point there. I mean, he's his targets was at 146. He caught exactly 50% of that. So, <sighs> I still think he's going to be good. I, I think he's going to – he could – be close to that thousand yard threshold may fall just short of it. So that that's a high that's a high ADP for 
for maybe hitting a thousand yards. Uh, I think the touchdowns is really what's going to put him up, you know, and that's when, when they're getting towards the red, red zone or like just into it. I think he's going to be the guy. I mean, it, it, him or Olsen. Olsen is still a stud. So, yeah, you know, he's a definite, he's a definite safety net for Cam. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do like him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I do like some of those other guys more than him, though. So I get, I get your yeah. point there. So, real quick before we go on, I'm actually doing the uh, a little a little shout out to um, the next writer of so-called fantasy experts, um, Ryan Hallam from Fighting Fantasy. I think it's FightingFantasy.com or something like that. Um, <laughs> Not a great promotion there, since I didn't know his website. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, man. I think uh, um, a guy got a site. Um, I don't know, something fantasy related. Uh, he's anyway, doing he, stuff um, and writing things. He, um, we're doing a a mock draft right now with a bunch of bunch of guys in here. We've got Ali Fontana, John Lepresto from Silicon Fantasy Experts. We've got um, who else is in here? We've got oh nobody used nobody used their real name. That's pretty fantastic, so I can't tell. Um, well, Steve Gardner, big baseball guy. That's interesting. Uh, I think most of us know who that is, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so you know I'm doing a mock draft right now. We, we've ripped through four rounds so far. I got AJ Green, Jordy Nelson, CJ Anderson. I don't know. I just snagged Andrew Luck. I didn't really like anybody who was there. I usually wait on quarterbacks, but I don't know. I didn't like anybody sitting up there at the top. There, it was telling me to take Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, no thanks. Um, so I, I took Andrew Luck. I might regret that, but it's a mock playing around. Let's see what can happen here. So have a pick in another three. So interestingly enough, there will be an article on so-called fantasy experts uh, from John Lepresto himself uh, evaluating the draft. So let's see if he ripped my pick. I gave him permission. So um, go through some NFL news and notes here real quick. AJ, I just want to get you a quick take on some of these. So Le'Veon Bell, his suspension was reduced to three games. Does that affect him at all? His current ADP, since we're on an ADP rant right now, is 13th overall. Holy cow. Um, I kind of did not expect it to be that high. So uh, I know he just went in like the end of the second round of this mock draft I was in, which I thought was crazy. I almost didn't. I didn't realize he was sitting there when it was my pick. I just assumed he was gone because I'm half paying attention to it, not going to lie. <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to do the show and do this at the same time. So I kind of got, you know, like surprised. Um, so, you know, that said, what um, what do you think about him? And, and do, you, do you bump him up? Um, I mean, if he's sitting at 13, it's, it's kind of hard to bump him too much higher than that, aside from putting him in the first round. Um I think he's still a second-round guy. Yes, one more game being there helps, um, but overall, I'm not I'm not really moving him up too far. Uh, I know he's got the talent. You know, he, he's definitely put it out there, but 
we've seen what D'Angelo Williams can do, you know, with him not there. Um, and I think if D'Angelo gets off to a, a really hot start, they're going to have a little bit more of a timeshare also to help save Harrison, uh, or I'm sorry, Bell, um, from, you know, further injury because we've seen him not be on the field two years straight. Um, so it is kind of a big thing, though. So he, he gains a game against the Chiefs um, at home, and and I'm, I'm just not really moving him much. I, I think that's kind of going to be a tough game. Um, if it got bumped down to two games, then I would – probably lean on him definitely as a first rounder, but going from four to three, seeing the matchup doesn't really do that much for me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I did not realize, I think my my uh, reaction right there is ADP says it right, you know, says it all. I did not realize he was 13. I would not have him at 13, and I do not have him at 13. So, Next bit of news, Deion Lewis out eight to ten weeks. He's not even draftable at this point, right? No, I'm not drafting him. Who, I, anybody I on the New England backfield draftable? Are they any year? <laughs> I mean, no. Um, the, the, I, the easy answer is no, and you could have just said that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Perfectly fine no. answer. They're – they're not. Um, I mean, LeGarrette Blount seems to be a playoff running back. Um, I mean, that seems to be where his talent comes into play. Um, he's not really an every-down guy, um, which they've, they've shown. And, I mean, he may not even be in, in every series first and second down guy. But with Lewis injured, I think he gets a slight bump um, just for the volume reasoning. But I'm definitely saying away from Lewis, the only the only reason I would take a flyer on him is maybe in a dynasty league um, if you're hoping to, to see what he can do next year and beyond that. But Beyond Blount, you've got the same same song and dance guys we've seen. James White, Brandon Bolden. Apparently they have Donald Brown and Steven Jackson. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. No. Um, yeah. Staying away from them. I mean, James White is sort of interesting as like a late-round flyer because he's going to be the pass, the pass catching back now. But yeah. So in PR League, maybe, but eh, no. It's okay. Uh, Matt Jones sprained his – AC joint in his left shoulder, I believe, and he's out the rest of the preseason. They're saying he's going to be ready for week one. Uh, how far does he slide down? I think his ADP is upwards in the 30s and 40s right now. Um, my computer just froze. That's pretty awesome. Um, there it goes. Uh, where is he at? 62, actually. Um, yeah, he's low. You know, are you sliding him down at all? Like, or are you taking him right there just hoping he's going to be back? Are you sliding uh, I mean, Marshall? Guys, guys behind him, right behind him, you got Foster, Arian Foster at 70. 
my boy Frank Gore at 76. I'd rather yeah, wait Langford. around or two. And, and, yeah, Langford's sitting there right in front of him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's right behind. right behind him by one, yeah. He's right behind him by one, but he's – if you click on just running back, he's sitting at number 23, and Jones is at 24 for some reason. I don't know. Um uh, yeah, I, I'd probably rather. I mean, hell, Ryan Matthews is right there at 55. I'd almost rather take him. Um, although I'm not really high on him either. Uh, no, I'm staying away from Jones. I, I don't. I'm not really buying into him that much as it is, anyways, this year. Yeah. So Denver's been interesting this off season. The running the running back depth chart has. You know, C.J. Anderson has seemingly taken over there, um, is kind of running away with it, it seems like. Um, and then, you know, you've got the, the new guy, uh, Booker. You've got – and then you've got Hillman, who, who they're saying may not even make the roster. I mean, what do you, what do you think of this? I mean, I, I, I was one of the guys that – fell in love with C.J. Anderson after his huge late-season push two years ago. And then last year I had him as a 10th-round keeper because of that, and then he just sucked. He fell flat. I mean, he didn't even have a double-digit score until week six. He didn't even have a touchdown until week eight. So, I mean, they have to pick a guy and go with it. I think that was part of the problem last year was just, the offense in general was was sputtering mm-hmm. so much with Manning playing poorly that it was hard to get the run game going. So it really actually has to start with the quarterback and which quarterback they're going with. I would I would assume it's going to be Sanchez. Um, but, <laughs> Maybe not. It sounds like they're uh, going to be going with Trevor Simeon, man. That was the next thing I was going to yeah. bring up was the quarterback battle. They've announced Trevor Simeon is going to start the game three for preseason, which pretty much really? says that he's going to be the starter going into the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, pretty mean, I, I think they've got to get, if that's what they're doing there and, you know, he's getting in, getting it in with, with Anderson. I think Anderson can be productive. I mean, he's obviously shown flashes of being a very good running back. Um, so I'm not I'm not opposed to taking a a little bit of a later flyer on him. Um, I'm trying to see where his ADP is right now. He's sitting at 32. I, I'd probably if he's sitting there in the fourth round, I, I may think about jumping on him. But again, I need I need a little more information from preseason before I definitely take the plunge. I'm I'm starting to to lean more back towards CJ Anderson again um, because it's a John Fox team. They don't not gonna have the the big passing game. The the uh, you know the defense is still gonna be good. They're gonna want to play ball control, and I mean I just think they're they're gonna rely heavily on CJ Anderson, and you, you're not gonna get that from a, a lot of other teams. Um, you know. So, you know, that said though, like what do you what do you think about the the quarterback situation there? I mean, how that's that's kind of kind of an interesting 
in very interesting thing there with Trevor Simeon starting. I mean, what is what does that do for for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? I mean, everybody kind of already had him pegged down a notch because it was Sanchez, but everybody was kind of like, uh, Sanders is good enough. <laughs> they kind of ended up being the the thing to say a lot. But but now what? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a blow to the to the franchise. Um and his attempt to try to win over yet another team. Um, but Sanchez just, he just doesn't have great games. I mean, when he played for the birds last year, he had three games and he, he managed to get over 250 yards in the second game and flirted with 200 in the, in the third, but that because it was a blowout on Thanksgiving to Detroit. But he has five turnovers in, in three games to only four touchdowns. So that's his Achilles heel as it is. And, I mean, he's shown some flashes, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't necessarily buy him as a starter anyways. Um, I, I wasn't interested at all in Denver's quarterback situation coming into this year. Um, and and I'm still not, really. Uh, even with Simeon coming in, I don't know too much about him. Um, I haven't really paid too much attention to Denver in the preseason. So, um, you know, but if, if they're going with him to start game three, that definitely tells me that they're leaning towards him. So, I mean, if you're in a two-quarterback league, you know, Denver's defense is, is still solid. So I think that, you know, the offense can, can get some points together. They'll be fine. Yeah, and the, and the last bit of news is, you know, we say it all the time, coach speak during the preseason. And Sean Payton of the Saints is trying to speak to us fantasy owners by saying, he would draft Michael Thomas. Dude, can we believe this? What do we do with this? I almost want to drop the guy in my rankings because Sean Payton said this. Like, it usually goes the complete opposite of what coaches say. So, like, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you think about this? Just something kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's just simple coach talk. Uh, I mean... I don't I don't buy into it at all. Not even really worth bringing into anything. Yeah. So that said, uh move on to uh it seems like uh Dick Bixby is uh is knocking at the door here. You want you wanna let him in and, and give him his piece? Yeah, I think uh I think it is time to uh to get back with with Mr. uh Bisbee here. Um, we'll go like I said, we were going to talk about the AFC NFC thing. We can save that for another time cuz that's just a, you know, a much longer conversation, but today's rant involves the trash can debacle. So, I'm assuming at your office you have a trash can that you use 
for your trash. Pretty much everybody in some sort of a work environment should have said trash can or said trash. Now, depending on your cycle of uh, corporate cleaning or, or, or you know whatever you want to call it, um, that comes in to clean your your office space, uh, your your next door neighbor's cube, whatever it may be. Uh, if it's a nightly thing, if it's a biweekly thing, if it's an every week thing, I don't know. But at my office, we have a weekly cleaning service. They come in at some point on the weekends, whether it be Friday night, Sunday afternoon, whatever. Don't really know their schedule. Don't really care because I come in and my <laughs> office is clean. But the problem that I have with this cleaning is that I, I have a very specific, you know, layout of my office, which you saw the other week. Mm-hmm. So my trash can, I have an L-shaped desk where it's a, I guess, right-handed L, uh, and the desk comes across and comes down my right side. The trash can sits under the desk on that right side all the way back against the back, you know, drop-down part of the desk and next to the drawer, like, wall, if you will, on the right side. You know, simple place to have a trash can because I can turn throw my hand under and just bank stuff off of the little drawer wall into the trash can. Sometimes I miss, sometimes I don't. You would think I would make 100% of those. I've seen your pong shot, you miss. Yeah, well, I'm not protracting the angles of throwing out my trash. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so anyway. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, this is a guy that tries to shoot from the other room half the time. He stands so far to the left or the right trying to angle his shot to match the the lineup of the Cubs. Anyway, you can can continue. I just had to get that out there since nobody knew what you were talking about. Exactly, but that's why I am the protractor of angles. Um, It makes sense, and it's an awesome name, but I don't understand. If, if, If you're a cleaning company, and you come in and you clean, oh, what do we have in my office? Five offices? Six offices? One, two, three, four, five, six offices. Uh, is it really that difficult to pull a trash can out from under a desk after you've slid the chair out of the way, take the trash bag out of the trash can, take it to wherever it is, rebag the trash can and put it back exactly where the hell it was. Is that too much to ask? Apparently it is. It is way too much to ask because I come in on Mondays and my trash can is missing. It's, it's either like right in plain sight up against the back wall, my little like knee wall where the window comes down to and, and just sitting there in the open why, why Why? is my trash can sitting in the open? That's not where I left it on Friday. Why did you put it there? That's in the way of where I move my chair when I pull my chair out to sit down. Now I cannot do that, and how am I supposed to work if I'm not sitting down at my desk for eight hours in a day or more than that? Ridiculous. Other times I've come in, and it's not right there at the back wall, and it's not where it should be where I keep it, and I think, what the hell? These people just picked my whole trash can up and threw that out. Oh, nope, never mind. 
it's on the left-hand side up against the left-hand drawer right where I have to pull my seat out. And then if I sit down, oh, whoops, I kicked my trash can because it's right in front of my feet. That is not where the trash can goes. That is not where you moved it from. Put it back where it goes. Very annoying. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, I, I completely feel you on this. I have a little standing desk, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in cube world, so there's not a whole lot of room to, put, to move my trash can to anyway. So mine's to the right of my desk in like this little like cubby area where there's nothing else. And so it's perfectly placed right there out of the way to the right of where I stand. I come in almost daily and it's right where I would stand. I mean, it's obvious that this is where I do my work. My keyboard and my mouse are right there. My monitor is right there. My stand, the, I have a little like bar stool chair that's right there. It's like right in front of my bar stool chair that I kind of sit on to rest my feet every now and then. Yeah. I'm like, how hard is this? This is a difficult concept. Put it back where you got it. <laughs> like I have to move it every single day. One time I think they were messing with me and they stuck it like all the way underneath my cube. So I had like underneath the desk. So I had to like crawl under there and get it. I was like, who does this? It's uh, yeah. No, oh, I'm a hundred percent on. mind boggling. And I think, I think the problem is that there's very sick people in this world and you know, there's even sicker, sicker people that end up in prison. I'm not saying that these people who can't put a fucking trash can back where it goes should be in prison. <laughs> But maybe they're already in their own prison of their own lives because their their judgment and brain is too clouded with the nonsense and crap that's going on outside of their, their work world that they just haphazardly take a trash can and put it wherever they, they feel like putting it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I walked in next week and it's, you know, sitting on my actual chair with a sign that says, you're welcome, we emptied your trash. Okay, that's your job. Your job is to come in and empty my trash once a week. Put that much crap in my trash can that it, it would need more than once a week. And if it does, I'll take the bag out and I'll get one from under the sink in our little kitchen area and I'll put it in my trash can. And guess what? I put the trash can back where it goes. That's the simple thing about it. The simplest thing. Yeah, man. People I find a way to screw up. And I think that it's because some people are sick. They may think, you know what? This guy's got, like, stacks of paper everywhere. It's got some disorganization. Maybe he won't notice if we move his trash can around. No, I notice. That's the first thing that I notice. I don't care about stacks of paper. They're stacked in what looks to be disorganization, but I know exactly what's in every stack and why it's there. So don't, don't worry about my stacks of papers and your little sick game of moving my trash can around every week. Put the damn trash can where it belongs and go clean the other office. Oh, man. All right. Let's finish up the show here with some Twitter questions, shall we? So, all right. Does my music actually want to play? There we go. All right. So I've got a, I've got a few here. Um... Where did they go? Full point PPR. Would you rather have Devonta Freeman or Amari Cooper? Um, I'm going Freeman. Devonta Freeman, Amari Cooper. 
It's just uh, we talk about Crabtree, so it's kind of kind of fitting. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go Cooper on that one. Mm. Like I said, I kind of like Oakland's offense. I think they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people this year between Carr and the receivers. Now that you know could be an Indy-esque pass-first offense. Um, I, I just I, I'm, I'm not buying into the Freeman action this year. I mean, I wasn't really buying into him last team. year. But the guy, the guy had a monster year, but he also had like what four or five monster games in a row that yeah. got him to that point, and then he kind of tailed off. But he still maintained. But if you take those games out of what they were and make them good games, you know, he's definitely falling into, you know, second, maybe third tier running back. Um, where where last year he pretty much looked like the elite back. Um, just I, I'm just not buying into Freeman. Give me Cooper. All right, all right, fair enough. To each his own. Um, this is kind of an interesting one. So this is our friend Daniel Hodgetts at Daniel at D Hodge three four three four. He uh, he asks me a bunch of questions. Seems like multiple a day. So he I know he's in an eight team fantasy baseball league. So there's lots of people on the waiver wire. Uh, two quick ones: Russell or Andrews. So Addison Russell or Elvis Andrews. Addison Russell or Elvis Andrews? Dynasty or not Dynasty? I'm guessing it's not Dynasty. I have actually never asked him that. That's a good. That's a good question. Mm. So I'm going to go with not Dynasty redraft. I think I still like Andrews. Um, this year, but next year I, I think I'd be leaning Russell. Hmm. I'm going Russell on that one. He's just less speed, but nah, I'm going. I'm you know he's he's really picked things up here in the last month, and he's got a lot of power, and he's and he's shown it. So I'm going Russell. The last one we've got for the night to close everything out is. Davis, actually, I've got I've got I've two more quick ones from him. Actually, sorry, I just realized you sent me another one. So Davis, Upton, or Miller. So I'm guessing this is Chris Davis of the Orioles. Maybe, uh, maybe this is the Chris Davis from. He doesn't always specify. Um, let's skip this one because I don't know which which Davis he's talking about. He might be talking about Chris with a K or Chris with a C, and I should probably ask him that because I probably gave him the, bad, the wrong advice. <laughs> um, so he asked me later on in the day, he said, would you drop Salazar for Smiley or Iwakuma? And then he later on added Fulmer or Talion. Um, and I know Sal- Salazar has been bad since he's come off the DL, but I'm still giving him one more chance. He's been good enough and he's proven it over, you know, the course of almost two years now that, that he's good enough. I'm going to give him one more chance to, to work out the kinks. If not, I think I'm dropping him for Fulmer. So I, yeah, I mean, Fulmer's been lights out. I would 
I mean, Salazar was really good before the injury, so I would I would maybe drop, see if there's any like other dead weight and pick Fulmer up. He should problem, be owned. The problem is, is that they're in this eight-team league, and he really doesn't have any dead weight. He always asks me questions where it's like, you know, An star after star. League? Eight, yes. Clearly, yeah. he needs to increase wow. the number of players. <laughs> his team. Well, then, I make one of you yeah. for your ten-team leagues, yes. Eight's a little ridiculous, and everybody's got an all-star team, which is why we get questions like this. But there yeah. are people that play in these, so we answer them as politely as possible. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, yeah. I, in, if it's an A-team league, then you might be able to get Salazar back. Um, oh, you absolutely will be. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hang on to to Salazar for for another round. Yeah. I think he gets the Angels. They're not great, you know, on offense. They haven't been anything fantastic after Trout and sometimes Pujols. So, yeah, I'll hang on to him, give him one more chance, see what happens. Um. So that's that's what I've got. Anyway, next week um, we might might take the week off. Next week uh, we will make an announcement on Twitter. We've got some a lot of fantasy drafts in the coming week, and as judging by my my mock draft, that is not going very well. I should not be doing drafts at the same time as the podcast. So if I cannot move some of them, and you cannot move some of them, we will be postponing the show for a week. So. Um, Keep on keep on Twitter and follow us. We will make an announcement there to let everybody know. Otherwise, expect us back next week on Wednesday at 8.30 where we will discuss probably a lot of week three preseason, which is with, you know, the big dress rehearsal game. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff comes out of, out during, during this week in the preseason. So that's all I've got, man. You got anything left? No, man, I'm good. All right, everybody, have a uh, good rest of the week, and we will see you all next week, hopefully. All right. Yeah, take it easy.